Hello everyone and welcome to All Blaze No Glory, the podcast. Um, sorry it's been a while, uh, I've been through some things and we'll get to that in the course of the podcast. Um, today I am drinking Northern Monk Game On Hazy Pale Ale. Um, the good people at Northern Monk in Leeds especially made this pale ale for the local women's team there who are an up and coming women's team called the Leeds Roses. Anyway, um, that's a side note. Uh, I'm here to talk about several different things. Uh, firstly, why I've been away. Um, I'm going to be open and honest, um, perhaps inspired by the Cold Water Dips episode. Um, I had some mental health difficulties and uh, felt really low, didn't feel like doing podcasts, didn't feel like being here really, um, but managed to power through and uh, managed to get there and, and that was a result of some of the other things I'm going to talk to you about later on as the podcast develops. Uh, it's weird doing these podcasts when you're talking to yourself because Bizarrely, I don't write down a script, I just kind of let it come out. <laughs> so it kind of comes out like a weird one-way conversation where I'm talking to myself, which is good because no one can argue with me, um, but bad in other ways. Um, so I suppose to cut to the chase, I just mentioned my mental health there. Um, one of the things that um, uh, you may or may not know um, from following me is that I am actually uh, involved in ice hockey. I'm a coach of the Caledonia Steel Queens um women's ice hockey team, which was uh, first initiated as um, Scotland's only university women ice hockey team. Um, I also, uh, this year, at the start of the year, coached the Edinburgh Eagles um, university ice hockey team, which is uh, players from the Edinburgh universities uh, can play for. So that's Napier, Heriot and Edinburgh, as well as some college courses qualify for it. Um, and some courses maybe in Kirkcaldian things, it depends because there is a St Andrews team as to which rink you're closer to. Um, so that is that is where I'm coming from, uh, well, that's what I've been doing, sorry. Um, and uh, yeah, basically everything got a bit much. Um, I came back from my honeymoon, I had an amazing time on my honeymoon, um, the best time on my honeymoon. Um, and there was just a lot of pressure a lot of games all packed into one bit, a lot more um, game time. And also, uh, because of the way ice time's done, and this is through no fault of anybody, um, ice time is very scarce in Scotland. It's quite difficult to get. Um, in terms of Edinburgh, there's there's about seven or eight amateur sort of teams that are vying for um, one ice rink's time um, in Murrayfield Ice Arena. And um, so the Steel Queens are training at 9.45, on a Wednesday followed by the Eagles at 11 and then I'd obviously have a late night have to tidy up and stuff and then into work the next morning it just became too much so I stepped back from coaching um, the Eagles uh, and this is one of these things where we see like if you are going through a rough time then don't be afraid to like reach out to your pals or your friends or or your teammates um, or if you're a coach or whatever to those working with you because the support I got um, wasn't unsurprising, but it certainly gave me a boost in the right direction um, towards the road to recovery. Now, let's be honest, once you've got mental health problems, they never really fully go away. Uh, you just have to learn to deal with them um, and cope with them, and I'm not trivialising them, but they don't go away. So you need to learn to have coping mechanisms, you need to learn to feel happier and you need to learn to take care of yourself and that was where I was going wrong I wasn't taking care of myself I was doing coaching um then I was going home and having 
fish and chips or whatever, not fish and chips from the chippy, but like, you know, fish and uh, oven chips or sausage and chips or something after training, um, after having had sandwiches and everything before training, a big lunch, um, all these sorts of things. And essentially, um, I wasn't taking care of myself that way either. And uh, my blood pressure just about broke um, the armband, um, to say the least, the last time I was at the doctor. So take care of yourself. Make sure you're checking um, yourself and if you're not hearing from one of your mates or one of your mates is struggling just ask them because to be honest with you um, one of the captains uh, for the Steel Queens asked me a few times if I was okay and if I was uh, if I was struggling I was to say and to be honest with you if they hadn't said that I'm not sure I would ever have made the decision to do the right thing and step back a little bit from the late night coaching which was killing me in the morning because the lack of sleep is is another another thing that affects your mental health. So, um, yeah, talk to people. Make sure that you the if you if you need help, then talk to them. And if you feel someone needs help, yeah, they might be a little offended if you say if you're all right. But just saying, are you all right? I mean, is nothing. No one really is offended by that. So just say you're all right. Doing too much, got enough on your plate. And if someone asks you that, don't be afraid to say yes. I've got far too much on, and I need to cut this out, and I need help. Because people are willing to help you. Because at the end of the day, even if you cut back, you're better being there doing something than not being there at all. Um, so anyway, a uh, little bit of a, I think they call it a TED Talk on that. But that's what I was going through, which is part of the reason there's been no podcasts in ages. Um, so the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is a little bit self-indulgent, is the Caledonia Steel Queens ice hockey team. So um, the Caledonia Steel Queens um, were formed in 2018. Um, officially, they were... Um, actually had their first tra- taster sessions in 2017 um, at the tail end of that in December, end of November, start of December. Um, following that, we managed to get a nice slot at Coke Bridge. <laughs> um, now, most of the girls um, are from Edinburgh's universities. We now have a lot of girls from Glasgow as well, which is fantastic. Um, and a couple from, from uh, other universities out with um, those sort of two main catchment areas. Um and uh, yeah, so they started in 2018 and the view was just to get a hockey team going um, for women in that area and uh, to make it a university team kind of made it a bit easier because there's a lot of sort of red tape with, with um, registrations and stuff like that. Now it's, again, it's not anybody's fault, it's just the way it is um, and university was the, was the way forward. Now... The club started off, the first training session had seven people at it and we had half half the ice in Murrayfield that night because the, we were sharing ice with the aforementioned Edinburgh Eagles who were good enough to give us the end ice. Um, it had seven people, so it was nowhere near enough to actually cover half the ice in terms of what we normally charge people. Uh, so so that went okay. Um, there wasn't a great deal we could do because we didn't have a goalie and you know all that sort of stuff. The following week, we got 11, plus a goalie. Uh, the goalie was actually a male friend uh, of mine who said he would come in so they had somebody to shoot at. Um, and that was quite successful. But the other thing I'm going to say about this thing, if you think you're doing something and you think there's a love for it, give it a chance. Because I could have quite easily just packed my bag and went, I'm not doing this, I'm not going to try and make this work. But I stuck at it and by... Um, the end of January, we played our first game, and there was there was three ga- male guests um, 
in the team. Uh, Chris Tung, who is a well-known Edinburgh Eagles player. Uh, Zach Abrams again playing. And then we had a goalie, a male goalie, um, as we had just recruited a goalie, but she'd only had one training session. So we thought it was a bit uh, dangerous to put her in straight away. Um, but beyond that, we had 12 other skaters and other ones who weren't available for that day. So we started to have the makings of a team. Um, and as things progressed, we got to nationals that year, which is the annual tournament held by the British University Ice Hockey Association. And they, um, we finished, we got to the semi-final of, our, of the lowest tier in the mixed nationals. So we were playing against males. Um, and um, it was a tough, tough tournament, but we... We persevered and we lost against my good friend Nick Ivel's team, um, and in a great spirited game, and it was just it was cracking. The girls all really enjoyed themselves, and there was a lot of newer girls there and, and what have you. Um, but progressing beyond that, we then played uh, two thousand eighteen um, in Nottingham in the women's um, nationals, which was just for female only players, and uh, managed to. Um, Finish, get to the final of that and lose in a penalty shootout, uh, which, considering where we'd come from, was an absolute amazing achievement, um, given that we'd only had seven players at the end of December to get to, I think it was May, um, to get to the finals of that tournament by May. It was, it was fantastic. Um, the next thing that happened to us really made it work because I mentioned we were training in Coatbridge. Um, now, nothing wrong with Coatbridge. The staff there are some of the best staff I've ever dealt with in any sports facility um, run about after you offer you to loan sticks pucks, whatever we needed, they were helping us to make sure that this worked um, but because of the, sort of it was a Monday night at whatever time and because there's no real transport like, it's like you have with Edinburgh, it's very difficult for girls to get there so we were in the carpool and chuck things in your car and I mean my car got wrecked and scratched and everything and I try to put kit, squeeze kits in um, so Murrayfield Ice Rink um, as it was then known, it's now Murrayfield Ice Arena uh, made a point of um, giving us ice time and that essentially led to what has happened now so the Caledonia Steel Queens now um, having played in two mixed nationals which is like men and women sort of mixed teams um, and as you go up the tiers to the top tier, it's mainly men in the check-in tier, but in the non-check-in tiers, there's women throughout because it's um, there's some amazingly talented women in the BIG. Um, and uh, yeah, essentially the um, the crux of the matter was that we got to the final in two thousand semi uh, final of tier five. So we went up a division, we got to the final of it, and we we lost sadly again in a penalty shootout. Um, but two weeks later in 2019 the Steel Queens won the first ever British University women's title for them um, and we are now three-peat champions because we lost we lost two years because of Covid so who knows what would have happened in those, those days um, and uh, every final has been against Nottingham because they're always quite a strong side um, but something special happened this year in, in Nationals. And uh, again, I'll tell you about the not giving up on this. So they've always made a point that if we can get really good players, that's great. If we can get players that are brand new to the sport, that's equally as great. And I know people sitting there going, yeah, you're talking um, out the other side of your mouth. I'm not. 
Um, we managed to put a B team in nationals this year. We managed to get two teams down there to play in that nationals. Um, I think throughout the course of the season, I've not calculated exactly, but there was over 40 girls played um, in various matches. Um, we had others that came and trained with us and got a bit of experience doing that. Um, and it was what's amazing is uh, looking back at it, and I'd love to do, I'd love to get the stats properly, but I, I reckon that the club has now introduced over 40 to 50 women in its small time to their first taste of ice hockey. And that's what I'm saying to you. If you want to do something in sport, you want to, you think there's a need for a sport, whether it's female, male, mixed, whatever it may be, go do it with everything you've got. And there will be people to help you because without the people that helped me along the way, the Steel Queens wouldn't exist. So yeah, we're three-peat champions, but we're also responsible for so many players getting their first taste of ice hockey, so many players improving on ice hockey. And it's just as exciting to see um, us score score really fantastic goals with the A team as it was to see the B team players blocking shots and lifting sticks and stuff. And despite the fact that the B team essentially ended at the other end of the table, um, it was an incredible experience and, and one that after everything I've been through with my mental health and having a bit of a scare that I had the dreaded Rona just before the tournament and whether I could go or not, um, it was perhaps the most uplifting experience, certainly in sport for me um, of all time. So, um, yeah, have a go at it. Now, just while we're on the Steel Queens and a bit of shameless pandering and a bit of shameless self-promotion and what have you, um, the Steel Queens... Um, are hoping to try and enter the WNHL League next year, which is the um, Women's League for Britain, essentially. It's ran by English Ice Hockey Association. There is one Scottish team currently in it, Solway, which is Dumfries, um, our sort of frenemies, I guess, because um, we've played them a few times and had some really great games with them. Um, so we are hoping to enter that so now we can expand um, beyond the university game. And this is with a view... Um, not because we're getting big-headed because we've won three times or whatever. It, it's all to do with, with development of players. So we now have players who've been through uni and can no longer compete in university hockey because they're no longer eligible. And rather than them just playing the odd friendly here and there, we would like to have a place for them to play competitively and um, with the view of developing the game for Team GB um, for a, and just for themselves because at the end of the day, they love it and some players have that competitive edge and playing friendlies in what they want to do. Um, so um, there will be uh, some GoFundMe's coming out, out and I hope you guys maybe spare a quid or two, even if it's £1, it doesn't matter. Like It's £1 more than we ever had. Um, so that's enough on the Caledonia Steel Queens. It's enough of me self-indulgently rambling. Uh, but that's that's where we're at with, with me and with, with my coaching endeavours. Um, so other things to look forward to um, softball season starts next week uh, on the 2nd of May I think is our first game, I'll need to double check that so I don't miss it um, down at Warriston Playing Fields um, I think I've got permission from the wife uh, despite the fact we just got a new puppy uh, so um, that should be down there so if you're interested in softball go to watch it, go to play it um, just get in touch with Edinburgh Softball League uh, on Facebook or I think you can find an email address or if you Google the website and uh, they'll be able to help you with that. Great game if you're feeling like you're unfit and you're, but you want some kind of physical activity without um, not downplaying how tough softball actually is, but it'll help you get your fitness up, but also you won't feel like you're going to 
pass out by doing sprints or something like that. So, yeah, get get in touch with them if you're interested in that. So, a couple other things to talk about. We've had the NFL draft, and I didn't do any kind of um, prep for the draft, and because uh, this year, as I say, have been completely mental. But I just wanted to talk about a couple of teams that I think are really, really done really good things that's going to be exciting. Um, and I think that Sneaky, the uh, Houston Texans, are going to be much more exciting than they've ever been um, in all the time I've watched American football. Um, they drafted CJ Stroud, who's obviously uh, a new quarterback. I know they've got um, Davis Mills, but they've now got CJ Stroud, who's a highly thought-after prospect. But they then went and flipped it and traded back up to get Will Anderson, who arguably is one of the best defensive prospects in the draft. So they already started off strong there. The rest of the draft seems to have been pretty strong for them, adding weapons and what have you. So, um, yeah, I think the Texans are going to be one of the most improved teams this year. I know Carolina have all the free agents and that, but I think the Texas uh, Houston Texans are ones not to be slept on this year. Um, I also think that the Detroit Lions, uh, for me, are going to be intriguing this year. And I think the Detroit Lions are going to make the playoffs this year. So that's my prediction for the year. I said last year I have a soft spot for the Lions. Um, I really do. I hope I kind of hope they keep golf for a bit whilst their whilst their other quarterback is uh, is um you know developing. Um but yeah I'm quite excited to see what the Detroit Lions could do. So that's all I'm gonna say in the draft because to be honest with you, I don't know enough about it this year. I've not I've not taken the time to study it like I did last year. Um so that's all. Um the other thing I wanted to talk to you guys about and this is something sort of inner monologue that has been bothering me thinking about in the car is um, Stuart Hogg has obviously announced he's retiring from rugby altogether um, and I've had I've blown hot and cold with Stuart Hogg at times um, but I think on balance all of us can say that he is on Scottish Rugby's Mount Rushmore as one of the top prospects top prospects, he's not a prospect anymore, one of the top players that Scotland certainly had in the professional era and perhaps in all time um, he got to 100 caps um I actually kind of feel it's a little bit disappointing that he um, he's retiring after the World Cup because he's not going to break the cap record and be the most capped Scottish uh, male of all time. Um, but 100 caps is amazing. A uh, bit disappointing it happened in the Ireland game that he, he got he got injured and um, ended up missing the Italy game, which would have been a nice kind of swan song to the Six Nations for him, hopefully, if him and Finn Russell had played. Um Perhaps it wouldn't have been quite as squeaky bum as it as it was if he was playing in Finn Russell. But um, anyway, that's that's that. So I was thinking about what are Hoggy's future professional plans. Um, I don't know. He might have announced this. So if he has, please don't get on me. I've not noticed. But the first thing I thought is with all the you know with all the the grooming that he's done, um, that either he's he could get um, it could be a cover boy for something like you know. One of these fashion mags, you know, GQ is it the main the male's one? Um, and then I thought nah, that's not so. That's not Hoggy. He is, you know, he, he he likes to keep look after himself in the, in the looks department, but that seems a bit kind of um, not enough action for him. The next thing it got me thinking is he's got that like award winning smile now and and all the rest of it. Is he going to go and work for Remax or um, similar? 
Um, I think he could. I think he'd be quite good at selling houses. I mean, he's got all the credentials for trying to sell Scotland season passes and all this stuff over the years in the various interviews, um, and constantly saying sold out BT Murrayfield without knowing if it's sold out or not. Um, so he could maybe do something along those lines. But then it occurred to me, it's like maybe he should stay in sport. Um, and this is something that if you're an American football fan as well as a rugby fan, I welcome your comments on this. But I've always wondered why in American football. The um so essentially American football you have all your roster and you have a fifty three man uh, roster for the season, um, and American football teams tend to have one kicker and one punter on their team. I've always wondered why you didn't get someone who could do both, um, not so you'd save a roster space, but then you'd essentially have a backup as well, um. So, for example, Stuart Hogg can kick out a hand probably better than. Most most American footballers can. I know it's a rugby ball, but it's a similar shape and stuff. Would he, he could punt? I think he could definitely punt. Um, the other thing is, um, and I know at times he's been slagged off for his defence, but the other thing is, he's he's going to be a punter who you know if there's a bit of a break from a return that he can perhaps smash somebody because we've seen him make really good tackles over the years. I think he made one of the best try saving tackles I've ever seen. It was on Mike Brown in Murrayfield. Um, I was at the goal I was watching from behind. It was I thought for all days England had scored. Um I mean England still won, but you know. Um so yeah, I think I think that's one they uh, can definitely punt. Can he kick from the deck? Yeah, he used to take Scotland's big long kick, so again he can kick from the deck. So I was thinking, why doesn't say we'll just pick a team? Las Vegas Raiders. Because I could see Hoggy fitting in Las Vegas. And now he's a family guy. Let's say somewhere more family oriented. Green Bay. Why don't they pick someone like uh, Stuart Hogg, uh, dra- you know, pay him an exorbitant amount of money to come and punt and goal kick for them, or be a kicker. I know it's not called goal kicking in American football. Um, and then have another guy who can do that, you know? Um, and then you've got two roster spots, and then. I've seen games where teams haven't been able to kick because they've <laughs> their kickers got injured, um, and they've started going for having to go for two point conversions, um, trying to do third and tens, eh, sorry fourth and tens because they're <laughs> at the twenty yard line because they they've not got a kicker. Um, if you have two people like that, you've got the you've got a bit of injury covered as well, and I I just don't understand the logic behind it. But I do think that um, I don't know. Stuart Hogg's not going to take career advice from me. I'm fairly positive, but um, I would love to see Stuart Hogg um, continue on in sport uh, in some capacity. Um, but whatever he does, um, Stuart Hogg, I just hope you have a, a great a great career. Um, and thank you for everything you've done for Scottish rugby. I know at times I've been quite vocal and been disappointed in some of the stuff that maybe you, you've done, but thank you for everything you've done for Scottish rugby. Um, Another couple of, um, obviously, retirement news. Greg Laidlaw seems like he's staying in Japan to coach. That'll be interesting to see how he, he does it. It's a new developing league. Give him a chance for a bit more freedom, perhaps, a bit more responsibility. Um, I could see him coming being a, a coach in, in the Scotland setup at some point, maybe even the coach in the Scotland setup. I could see him being a very successful coach. Because um, for all these drawbacks where maybe people said he was slow and stuff, he was very, very intelligent rugby player. Um, and is always very very good with um, with people. Uh, he's good with media and all that sort of stuff. So I would like to see um, Greg Laidlaw do well in in um, 
in coaching. Uh, McInally obviously living out his dream of being a pilot. Perhaps his rugby career got in the way of him being a pilot much earlier, so good luck to him. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I don't know who he's going to work for, but it would be quite cool one day to say you got taken wherever you got taken by not only the captain of the plane, but also the uh, the former Scotland captains. That would be quite cool. Um, so, yeah, um, just a little bit of a, a catch-up and just a little bit of talking nonsense um, for your entertainment or lack of. I'll be back. I've got a couple of things lined up. I'm going to be doing a ringette podcast. Um, ringette is a kind of form of ice sport. Um, it's played with a ring, as you might have imagined from the name. Um it's largely from Quebec and Canada, but it's played across Canada, played across Europe. So I've got a couple of people lined up to talk about that. I've got a Canadian um, from Saskatchewan and a Finn um, to talk to about that, to talk about the European game, to talk about the Canadian game, how popular it is, how you shoot, how you pass, how you play the game. Um, also got uh, Alex Carmichael, um, an Oxford University uh, ice hockey player, but he also plays corfball who's going to come in and talk to us about corfball and um, how he got into that and what it's all about. Because corfball, incidentally, for those of you who were at university, you've probably seen it. It's like a kind of like a netball, but it's got like a basket instead of an actual net. Um, and it's played, I think, eight on eight. So I almost did join the corfball team and then until I realised how much um, sort of time the uh, ice hockey would take up, um, and at that point, I was also had divisions that I could be a rock star with my band Oliwa, um, which, funnily enough, never came to pass, probably largely because the lack of the talent in the group was me. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to hear about Corfball, so we're going to do that. I'm hoping um, that we will get a one of the Scottish Rugby blog, a podcast guys on um, to talk about potential Rugby World Cup um people we'd like to see capped um, during the summer, not necessarily people that need to be in the squad, but people that need to get a look in. I'm fairly sure Stafford McDowell's name is going to be mentioned in there, um, among others. Um, it's not just about who would be capped, but who we can maybe bring back in to give them a shot um, in that. So I'm hoping to I'm hoping to do that. If not, um, I'll maybe just grab, grab someone else from rugby and talk about that. Um, so these are some of the things that are coming up. Um, I'd like to thank you for listening. If you've got this far, well done. If you switched off after I started ranting about mental health and um, being maybe a little bit self-indulgent about the Steel Queens, then fair enough. I understand that too. You won't be hearing this apology, but um, there you go. Um, so thanks so much, guys. Uh, take care and I hope you'll tune in next time. Cheers.